This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio is proudly sponsored by CompleteSigns.co.uk. Complete Signs are a producer of top quality internal and external signs for an ever-expanding portfolio of clients, including hotels, schools, local authorities and small businesses across the nation. Offering a wide range of creative solutions from flat metal nameplates to neon fascia signs and everything in between. Clients are offered the highest standards in consultation and sales support to ensure complete customer satisfaction. With clients free to choose solutions from a wide variety of materials including brass, aluminium, stainless steel, wood and a number of plastics. Covering most of South England with virtual offices in Croydon, Epsom, Hawley, Worcester Park in Surrey, Crowthorne in Berkshire, Regent Street West London, Docklands East London and Crawley and Brighton in Sussex. So if you're looking for the complete professional service for your sign needs, then look no further than Complete Signs. Head to their website, completesigns.co.uk, for further information, including contact details and full office addresses. For one goal, but he does he does seem to be more selfish. We, we, what we need is wingers to be wingers and cross the ball. And yeah. you know, you get you get the adulation. If you if you're a, if you're an out and out winger, we can go back. I know just very quickly. We we remember at Palace. We we remember wingers from years ago, right away back from Vince Allaire, great player. But all he did was got down a down a wing, crossed it, inch of wood, bosh. You know, and then we, but but it's true, isn't it? When we had Jerry Murphy down down and crossing over, and, and that, that's what we want. That's all we want from him. We don't want him to be cutting in and smacking it in the top corner because it, it ain't happening. But what I'm saying is, he, he, if he's a winger, he's a winger. Just get don't try and shoot. I don't want you to shoot. I just want you to cross. You know, because we, we know that we've got, we got two players here that are, that are waiting for crosses. You're cutting in and shooting, and you watch them. The, the other thing as well, you watch, when that when that happens, their heads go down a little bit. And then we ask, well, we've got to start again, because we're up against Chelsea, or we're up against Man United. You know, you, you work hard to fight for your space to get to, to anticipate a cross. And then when a geezer bangs it, you know, 25 feet, and scuffs it along the floor, 25 foot left of the post, you think, Christ, if you'd have crossed me, I had, to, I had a yard on the defender then. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. And, and like I said, last year, 
Murray won't get in across his when, uh, when they turn around just, just cross the ball don't shoot cross the ball and bosh 30 goals and I think that's what we do I don't even know if there's uh, there's any more to that introduction. Um, that uh, just for an explanation there, that was uh, Joe Holyoke's last rant set to the um, theme of the Hovis music, as per last week's show. Uh, thanks to Quentin Soldan for sending that in. Uh, you're welcome to send any hilarious clips yourselves in if you so want. Uh, we're always we're always happy to receive uh, stuff from listeners. But I better better start properly. Uh, good evening and welcome to Homestay Radio. I'm a quite drunk Chris Hambling, and I'm your host tonight as we review a disappointing week for Palace. With me tonight to help, or more like ah, that's last week's introduction. Mm. Anyway, with me today are Barney Fox. Hi, Barney. Good evening. Good evening. And uh, we've got the venerable Joe Holyoke. Hello, Joe. Yeah, it's really funny. Thanks, Quentin. That's <laughs> <laughs> very appreciative there, Joe. And uh, in our communication hub is Ben Nagel. Evening. Uh, evening. Um, yeah. Uh, you've caught me unawares there. You were very enthusiastic. Anyway, so tonight we look back at something of a horror show for the Eagles as a confident and energetic Newcastle side ran out 3-0 winners. We'll look at all the players who impressed and talk about all the key incidents in including the officials and the horrendous conditions. Uh, the busy Christmas period offers a quick chance for us to respond, and we'll be looking ahead to the games against Aston Villa and Man City. And finally, we will be rounding up as much of your communication as we can. To contact the show today, you can send us a tweet to at HOL Radio. You can message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash HOL Radio. Email us on radio at homestale.net or give us a call on 0208 you can visit the whole radio chat room wholeradio.net forward slash chat to talk with fellow listeners live around topics of discussion uh, if you do follow matches live online do remember to head to footballfancast.com uh, on a match day as we contribute to their live updates and discussion during games um, you can listen to Homestay Radio live on your smartphone or tablet device with the free TuneIn Radio app uh, once installed simply search for Homestay Radio to locate the station but first up here is a roundup of the main stories from the week in News in Brief Get involved with the show. Email radio at homestale.net or call us on 0208 1234 Homestale Radio. Voices for Palace Watch. Faces for Crime Watch. All the latest news from around Selhurst Park. This is News in Brief. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Come on. Goldson, Sally, Kai Kai and Dwight Gale secured a comfortable 2-0 victory for the Eagles development squad as they saw off Ipswich at the K&K Stadium. Gale scored from a 35-yard free kick and if you haven't seen the stunning finish, you can watch it on YouTube somewhere. The official Palace YouTube channel, yeah. That'll be the one, yes. Crystal Palace striker, Kevin Phillips, has announced he's set to leave the... Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace. Sorry, this is bad, come on. Go on, Ben, sorry. I'm going to read it right now. Crystal Palace striker Kevin Phillips has announced he is set to leave the club in the January transfer window. He said, I've had a chat with the manager and I'll be leaving in January. I've been travelling for nearly two and a half years and I want to find a club nearer home and I want to be playing football for the last three or four months of my career. Everyone at Homestow Radio would like to wish our listeners a very happy Christmas. As 2013 draws to a close, our little show is more popular than ever, which makes us unbelievably happy. To have so many people make us part of their lives really warms the heart, and we'd like to say it's an opportunity to give our genuine thanks for your support, as well as our best wishes for the holiday period and the new year. Absolutely. Mm. Oh. 
Ian Brave. Brave. Homesdale Radio is brought to you in association with CompleteSigns.co.uk for all your sign-based needs. To receive a genuine 10% discount, mention you are listening to Homesdale Radio and get in touch today. Oh, right. Welcome back. And, um, oh, thank God that horrible hissing sound in the background has gone that you can't hear. Okay, so, um, yes, we're here to review the Newcastle game first up, um, but we're going to take a little bit of a different direction. Before we start talking about what went wrong for Palace, uh, I think we're going to have a little chat to Ollie, who should be in the background here, and have a little chat about just how good Newcastle were. Hello, Ollie. Hello. No? No. Hmm. I can see his number there. Doesn't seem to be speaking. It's embarrassing, isn't it? And now he's Joe, gone. Joe, yeah. can you pretend to be a Newcastle fan for us? As a, as no. A no. No, not no. at all. Shall we talk about uh, how, how good they were? Instead of how bad uh, Palace were, or about how good they were? I, I think that is definitely a topic that comes up. We'll give him a chance to um, to maybe come back in the the next few minutes. You know, if he's not not busy. So let, let's take it. Well, let's talk about what actually what, what talk about the game itself. I mean, first of all, that obviously we lost three nil. Um, quite an, a relatively early goal from Kabai in the first half, and um, yeah, I mean it's disappointing. Deflected off Delaney, and then a little bit later on in the half, Gavidon's put an, an, an own goal in the under no real pressure or anything like that and obviously suddenly we're, we're chasing a game and quite you know quite away into the second half um give away a penalty and, and three nil and you know a lot of people have said um you know, you know the balance well not that people said we were unlucky when you look at the goals but i think on the, the balance of play it was um i think bad day at the office doesn't really cover it i think we were we were pretty awful and, and newcastle were very very good um I don't know really where to start. And if we talk about let's start with, with team selection, I suppose that's the place where we've got to talk about, you know, did did we get it right? Did Tony Pulis make the right decisions? And would it have been different if we'd gone another way? So I mean, first of all, Joe Joe Ward started in the centre of midfield. Obviously, KG got injured in the previous game. His replacement and your love child, Stuart O'Keefe, was uh, unfortunately also injured during the week. Got a hamstring strain, failed his fitness test, and I'm not sure how long he's out. And the decision was made that, you know, not to start with Jose Campagna um, in the centre of midfield there or, or give Johnny Williams a go or bring Bannon inside. There's various different options. The decision was made to go for, for Joel Ward. So what, what are your thoughts on that, first of all, Joe? Um, well, it was unusual. And if you want the, I don't know, it, it just, it, it frustrated me. It, it frustrated me because... He's just played at the back the whole season, and then all of a sudden, we know he he is a, a sort of a utility player as such. But but I, I didn't realise he was a, a Premiership utility player up against a team that with a an absolutely massive massive midfield. Mm. I mean, I just thought the, the MOM for me was Sissoko, and I didn't realise how big that geezer is. I mean, how physically massive that bloke is and how good his feet are. Um, I, you know, we got a, we put him in a scent. We put him up against, you know, Ward and, and Jedinek up against him. Just him, him on his own. I don't think they'd have, I don't mm. think they'd have bashed him up. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm very rarely I'm stuck for words. But yeah, I, I know what you I, mean. I, I couldn't believe that we didn't have, you know, we, we, we always have Jedinek in there to smash him up. And then we have a little bit of creativity-ish. 
and we didn't have that. We had a lot of huffing and puffing. I mean, I, I think for me, like, I, I'm one of those, I think you, you play your best players and you play them in their positions. And whilst I understand Joe Ward is a versatile player, he can play in midfield. And, you know, we had cover in the sense of Marietta. I think if you look at the, and in a, to be honest, Tony Pulis's post-match comments, which we'll hear in a second, did point to the fullback positions being a problem. And I think Joe Ward has been so good at fullback, he's too important to to try and get him to help out in midfield. I think when you've got central midfielders in your squad, and we've got a lot of them, I know we've had injuries, but you know, there's William, Williams, Bannon, and Campania can all play there now for differing reasons. I think Williams, unfortunately, I think he made the bench, but I think he'd been had a bit of a groin strain in midweek, so I can kind of understand that one. But you know, if you don't try people in matches, if you don't try. Jose Campagna out. You're not going to know how he's going to do. And Tony Pulis hasn't seen him, and he needs, to, you know, he needs to give the guy a go. Really, I think. And I don't, I don't like. I didn't like that. I have to say, I looked at that. I actually really hoped when I read the team that he'd gone for your three-five-two gel, and I, I really hoped that Mariapa was playing with Delaney and Gabadon at the back, and it had wing backs in Moxie and Ward. I think that that might have made a bit, might have been a bit better. But ultimately, I think you're right. I think the. The size and energy from the Newcastle midfield just absolutely overpowered us. Um, we've got obviously got Barney in the background as well here, Barney. Um, well, I'll get your your opinion on that since it was probably the main talking point pre-game. Uh, you, you were someone who w- would have thought that starting with Ward was was a good idea in the midfield. Um, well, yeah, I think we needed to bolster it up, and I think Ward gives you that sort of play. Um, I think Gel sort of nailed it on the head. Really, I think everybody was a bit shocked in the first ten minutes of how organised Newcastle were really you know that that's that's all it is I don't think that yes they had a huge you know they had a very good physical presence um, on the pitch but I think you know clever teams can outplay that and I kind of felt that we we were quite one-dimensional in that respect um, with regards to our approach I, I thought we tried playing Newcastle at their own game a little bit but at the end of the day you know Newcastle were just very tight I mean that's what I took away from the game I didn't for me, there was no sort of standout players on that Newcastle side. They just seemed to work very well together as a team and knew what they were good at. Um, and I just didn't think we would just, again. We just didn't really have the have the pace to keep with them. It just seemed there just seems this moment at Sellers this season where we have a spell of 10, 15 minutes where we're just not sharp to the ball. We're just not chasing it down and. And that seemed to shine through, I think, by about sort of the twentieth minute into the first half. We just weren't we weren't quick on the uptake, really. Mm. No, I think that's that's a fair comment. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I look through their team, and, and Tiote is a very good player. And I think I thought well, he had a very good game. But I know what you mean in terms of standing out. I did think Kabai looked sensational for them. Yeah, I thought Kabai was was oh, you know, Kabai is their standout player. That's why he gets linked with you know the likes of Arsenal and on, and these big clubs, but. You know, I thought Newcastle. I mean, you, we. It's a bit like the Swansea game. I walked away and actually just put my hands up and went. You know, Newcastle did a job today. They they handled the conditions much better than we did. Um, and you know, because it was it was horrible down at Sellers yesterday. And I thought that got to the players a little bit. Um, it's which I might. Well, that's true. But the weather weather wise, <laughs> I think it was uh, it was pretty pretty appalling. I think Jedinak sort of stepped up to the plate a little bit, but. You know what I mean? They just didn't seem mm. to have that sort of sharpness to them, which they have got on some days. And you, you, the problem is, you can't have a day off in the Premier League. Every every no. nine, in the ninetieth minute, is, you've got to be on top of it. And 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 Newcastle punished big time I, yesterday. 
I think I think that's absolutely right. We did talk about it before that, that and I think it's even come from the management. Uh, I think probably both Holloway and Pulis have said this at different times that you know certainly for us we need to be we need to be at, on our on our game every game or we're going to get beaten. I mean you know it's it's very very unforgiving and yesterday. There weren't there weren't too many positives. I've seen a lot of uh, contact we've had, we've had loads of contact in, and we will get to that. Um, a lot of people saying that seeing Johnny Parr was a positive and thought he did well when he came on. I think he gave away the penalty, but um, but other than that, you know, people people saying there are very few positives. Not you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I didn't see spells of um, some encouraging play. And I thought certainly second half we looked we looked much more in the game I think I think they'd had a bit of a rocket at half time the changes um, at half time were quite unforgiving and you could see that the side of the pitch that that um, Tony Pulis had thought the problem was by taking off both Moxie and Barry Bannon at half time I mean it, it's a it's a strong statement you know to say you know Moxie you're not up to it you're not stopping the crosses which is what he pointed out after uh, uh, you know at full time you know, it's you know it's going to upset players. I think one of the things we want to talk about is Barry Bannon going off at half time. You know, he went off early against Chelsea. Um, you know, starting to be the guy that sort of comes off first at the moment. What do we think of that, uh, Joe? Is it is it really is it fair on Bannon to be taken off? Is he really not doing enough? Or what do you think? I think he did. I think he did all right yesterday. Well, he did all right as as far as everyone else. You know, I mean, there were there were one or two players there that. I thought let themselves down yesterday. Mm. I, I, no, I, I, I just, I, I just, I need to put a point across here. Sorry, Chris. Um, <clears throat> people turn around and said, "Oh, when we've played other teams in the past, oh yeah, that you know they had an off day and Palace were lucky, or they did this and did that." Was, no, what we did, we we do, we did our things well and made them look bad. Now yesterday, Newcastle did their things well mm. and made us look bad. Well, right. well, perfect link actually, Joe, because we've got uh, Ollie, who's a Newcastle fan. He's fight. We finally managed to get through to him. Hi, Ollie. Hi. Good evening. Sorry. Good evening. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Sorry, right, it's probably our fault. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you, you've heard Joe start to make a point there on on just how good you are, and that's really what we want to talk to yourself about. Um, you know, we, we'll, we'll spend yeah. most of the show today talking about how we did this wrong and did that wrong, really. But you looked a very, very good side. I mean, is is that been a f- sort of a feature of your most recent uh, run of form. Have you been that good? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, th- I, I, I think um, what's what's been so good for us is that we haven't solely relied on one player. Um, I mean, everyone's pulling their weight at the moment. Um, Kabai, especially, he's been absolutely outstanding. But um, Zabuchi was class yesterday, and Toa, so was Toa, so was Sissoko, and and so was Gufran. Um, and we're not solely relying on one player to score goals. I mean, Remy hasn't scored in our last five, and yet we've, mm. we've still we've still won four. We've still won three of them, drawn the other one. Um, obviously, we we lost to Swansea, but um, I think we're looking more of a complete unit now nowadays. Um, and I think that we're we're um, benefiting from the fact that they're all gelling from the fact that they've been been together nearly a year now. Mm. I was going to say it does look. You do look like a team that's that's finally gelled. I think um, Tony Pulis made the point that you perhaps suffered a little bit playing in Europe last year, and it sort of yeah. gave you a bit of a false negative position. Because yeah, you really look at like a, a top six, maybe well, top eight, top six team at the moment. Certainly one of the best teams I've seen uh, come to sell us in a while. Um, Joe's got a question for you though, which should be fun for you. 
Well, it's, it's not a question. It's more more of an observation. I thought Colaccini, you could have played one at the back yesterday. I thought it was right. just absolutely unbelievable. It, yeah, it just it, it, it just he mops up. He's he's he's, the, he's almost a complete defender for me. Complete centre back because he's good in the air. He's good on the. He, he covers the whole the whole back line. Yeah. I saw he him in the centre the... winning headers. I saw him at, a, at left back kicking, you know, and getting dumps dumps into the into the stand almost by Shamak at the end playing at left back. And he just looked yeah. like a beast. He's he's also he's also very good on the ball as well. Right, he can play the ball out from defence, and he's he's got that South American calmness about him at the back where he, he won't panic if he's in a, if he's in a bad position. Um, and he'll all, he'll always look to play the ball out. Like you, I, I barely ever you barely ever see him try and clear it into the stand. He's always looking for other players. Um, but I, I think Mike, I think Mike Williamson does deserve a bit of credit. Um, I mean, there's the stat that since we came back up to the Premier League in 2009, um, we've kept something like 30, 34 clean sheets, and Mike Williamson's been at the back for 23 of them. So mm. I think I think he's I think he is due an, an enormous amount of credit for our upturning fortunes as well. Um, and he's obviously keeping Yanger and Beer out of the team. I know Yanger and Beer hasn't settled as well as some of the other signings, but um, he's he starts showing some good form. So to, for Williamson to be keeping him out of the team, I think that's a credit to him. Um, but Newcastle, Newcastle have never been a solid defensive outfit. So to have won five away from home, keeping three three clean sheets in the process against obviously Palace, Man United, and Tottenham, I think it's yeah, I think it's a credit to Pardew. Um, and a credit to the club at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Pardew obviously took a bit, a bit of stick from from some of the sections of your support, and there was a lot of worries early in the season yeah. wasn't there, when when Kinnear came in. Um, I guess that that's kind of gone a bit out the window now, and everyone's probably claiming that they never wanted him to go. But um, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, looks, looks quality manager really. I've I've always been a I've always been a supporter of Pardew. I mean, I know last season we struggled, but. The season before, he got us to fifth, and at the end of the day, if you have one good season followed by a bad season, like you shouldn't be sacked because you've had a bad season. You should be given a chance to turn it around, and he, he's done that. Um, he's obviously not let Kinnear come in and unsettle him, but I, I, people people can say what they want about the appointment of Joe Kinnear, but he's he's not. It doesn't seem like he's doing anything. Like I'd, I'd rather us appointed, I'd rather us have appointed him and him not do anything than appoint him and come in and cause all sorts of chaos. So I don't th- I don't think it's as as big a deal as some people choose to make out. I did enjoy the story of him trying to sign Shane Ferguson when he when he's already your player, but quite how how true that is I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I've, I've 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 heard mixed reports of how true that is. But um, yeah, if 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 that is true, then that's it's that's just absolutely appalling. <laughs> I mean, yep, that, there's fifty two thousand Geordies that wouldn't do that. Like do it, like. <laughs> How Joe Kinnear's got the expertise to be the director of football, I, d- I, don't, I do not know. <laughs> um, Barney, you've got a question for Ollie. Yeah, hi Ollie, good evening. Um, no, just good to evening. Say, Ollie, just to say, Ollie, I thought, uh, just on a side point, I thought the away support yesterday was fantastic from the uh, Newcastle fans. Not that I was going to expect anything less, but um, yeah. you, were, you guys certainly got um, fairly close to out seeing us a lot, but uh, didn't quite get it there. But um, my question really is, Ollie. Um, you know, I have to admit, I wasn't really a, a Pardew fan up until yesterday, and then I kind of walked away from the game thinking, you know, that I really liked. I wouldn't say it was the best game of football I've ever seen, but the ability to sort of shut up shop and have a real controlling um, sense of yeah. the game. And I know that he commented it after the game, saying our game plan was to come here and 
we want to keep possession and we want to control the game. What is it? Do you think he's brought this season to a new to a Newcastle team? Because it it looks like for a long time Newcastle now look a little bit more solid. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I honestly, I, I think the the former Tiote is a big part in us being more solid. Like he he, he projects projects the backs four so well when he's on form. And if if you look at um, his performance against against Man United, not last season, the season before that when we beat them at St James's Park, he was absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal that game. And he's been he's been like that in the last he's been like that in the last few games. He he literally doesn't get let anything get past him. He's improved his discipline as well. Like, I think I, I know he got he got booked yesterday, which is his fifth fifth of the season. But five five in seventeen games for a holding the field is really not that bad at all. Um, and I think I think he I think Toa is the the reason that we are looking a lot more solid now. Okay, Ollie, thanks for that. Uh, last question for you because we know you got to go to work. <laughs> um, yep. Obviously, focus been on Newcastle. So just a quick word for for, for the for Palace, really. Um, obviously, yeah. we think it was a bad day at the office for us, but um, should, how much should we really read into it? I mean, are you doing that? Are you doing that sort of level of performance for most teams? No, yeah, I, I, I honestly, I don't think, I don't think Palace have. Uh, well, obviously, being in the relegation zone, it's, it's never, it's never nice. But the teams around, the teams around you, at the bottom lost yesterday. Fulham lost. Sunderland got a, a very average point at home to, to Norwich. West Ham mm. obviously got beat again. Um, West uh, West Brom got arguably a poor point at home to Hull. Cardiff got beat. So it, on the on, on the scheme of things, three 0 at home it, it, it is a bad result. But mm. on, with a form with a form with, with a form we're on, um, I, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. I think I think Pat, I think Tony Pulis is a good appointment, and I think he's he's the best man. He is the man capable of keeping you in the division. Um, but also, I think I think if you can make if you can start picking up points at home like you did against Cardiff and West Ham, um, especially like the support yesterday, even when you were two 0 down, was absolutely superb from the home fans. So as long as you keep, as long as you keep that up, I'm, I don't think you you'll have anything to worry about. Fantastic. Well, listen, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. That's all right. And uh, thanks for of, having me. No problem. Best of luck with the rest of the season, other than the obvious. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. Cheers, Solid. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Bye you. Now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, okay, uh, was well, so a Newcastle fan, Ollie there, and um, yeah, uh, interesting focus. Obviously, he's very, very happy. You can tell, very content with um, with the way things are going for Newcastle. It just shows you how quickly things can turn around. Because you know, early early days, they were the club in crisis again, if you like. And um, I think a lot of people talked about it. Sort of sounds a bit familiar. Brought in too many players too quickly, and all this sort of stuff. And as Ollie was saying, they've all gelled. And I suppose that's something we've got to look. For look to in our squad we've started to see it we've had a little bit of impetus from Tony Pulis coming in and keeping in reorganising and it's it's sort of brought the team together and we just got to you know hope that this is a little blip and and it's not going to be something where you know it's the the cracks are showing and we're going to start to see that sort of return to the sort of lack of spirit that we were were pointing out um, only a short while ago but there you go Um, I suppose that sort of answers the question you know well I suppose that is the question um was it just a bad day for us, or, or is that honeymoon period of the new manager over? What do you think, Joe? Um, seems well. The football, the football side of things seems to be over um, because we mm. were passing, we were passing the ball um, last week, um, and and yesterday we were hoofing the ball. Um, it, 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 what looked like every opportunity, which 
was straight away, straight away, everyone around me just went, oh, hoof, whack, hoof. You know, it was, um, I don't know, a little bit, a little bit Pulis-ish. Well, that's, it's an interesting point. I did see your um, your tweet to Homesdale Radio after the game. It was hoof, 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 hoof. Um, I'm wondering if the conditions didn't play quite a big part in that. And um, I think I'm, I think Newcastle certainly played the conditions better than we did. But I've, I've, that's the thing about us. We have a squad that, uh, I don't know, because we sit back um, to a point and let the, other, the opposition have possession... Um, I, I think there's a tendency when we're under pressure and when we're losing games, there is a tendency to hit the ball long. I think it happened under Holloway. I think it happened under Friedman. I think it happened under Burley. It happened under Taylor. It happened. To, you know, it's happened probably as long as I can remember supporting but Dallas. That, but that was that was that was stunk but, yesterday, right? Honestly. Well, that yeah, without 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 the players that play that, and yeah, I, I don't. You, I don't think it was an instruction. I think we were probably. I wouldn't be surprised if if the you know if we were told. Get the ball forward early. You know, get the ball in the box where you can. Because if you, I don't know if you know. What about shoot? What about yeah, shoot when it's skinny? <laughs> yeah, well, that's we, we, we could have always done that, and we didn't. Mm. No, no, we we didn't. But I mean, at the end of the day, we we had a it was it was a bad day at the office. It really, really was. Um, there, there was just not an awful lot positive to talk about. Uh, you know, at one 0 I think we had a. Can we? Cam and Jerome had a couple of chances actually. Do you think we were in it, honestly, Chris? No, no, I don't. Do you think we were in that from at any time yesterday? No, I, I, I just, well, I thought at the start of the second half, I thought if if we had a we had a little spell for five, ten minutes maybe, where I thought we weren't Newcastle were breaking on us, but we had a bit more of the ball, we had a bit more attacking purpose. Belassi was starting to get going, but couldn't quite get a ball in the box. Um, and when we looked a little bit more dank, punch and sort of was a little bit more energetic. But eventually Newcastle just soaked that up and soaked it up and then just wore us down and just kept breaking on us and kept breaking with pace and energy and they, they chased everything. They you know, they were pressing really high up the pitch, no one got any space. It was you know, it was a very, very good performance from them. And the, the levels of fitness and organisation and, and the genuine quality from, from the players, it was just, they, I just felt it was too much for us. They nullified us down the right-hand side by bringing Ben Arthur on because what they've done mm. is they brought in a major threat, which then pulled Blassie back because he was the only one that could really get near him for putt. Well, no, we couldn't get near him for pace. It's interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, thank, thanks, thanks for that. Um, yeah, so just Mikey, if you could not put through weird music to us, yeah, I mean that 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 was the thing. I, I, at no time yesterday, at no time at all, did I think we have a chance of, of in all honesty, getting anything after well, the first okay, goal. Well, when he, I, yeah, it was like I a summer it's... day down here for them yesterday, though, wasn't it? I, you know, but they found the northeast. I do listen. I, I do. I do agree. We, we, we were well. We were well beaten, and yeah, maybe, the, maybe the weather was a factor. But like, I do think we were well beaten. But I genuinely, no, I, you know, goals change. Goals change games, though. And I think if we'd got one, and I think the the moment was was Cam and Jerome yeah. just snatching a little bit of the chance. That that was probably the moment. Uh, Barney, you said yes, and that will go to Ben yeah. for some listener contact in a minute. But yeah, you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is for me. This is the problem. You know. Um, the teams that are going to stay in this division are the ones that can grind out results, and it's been pretty well documented after the you know the post-match comments that Pulis even referred to, you know Jerome's miss. It is beggar's belief that 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 went, but it it, it went, and you know we we have to move on. But um, you know that 
those moments can turn games. And you know what? That that was an absolute sitter. I know it happens to the best strikers, um, but in my opinion, it's happening too much at the moment. We I think there needs to be a bit of clinical finishing, and um, that we missed out on yesterday. Oh, what's going on? We got a call. Uh, not no, we haven't. Someone else. <laughs> Someone on the presenting team's got a call, and it's not me. Nothing to do with me. Nothing. Uh, but anyway, um, just yeah. I mean, we're going to go to to Ben now. Ben's got some points. We we're talking earlier about this selection of Joel Ward. I think a lot of the uh, the tweets will relate to that. Uh, ben. Yeah, yeah, got quite a few uh, few bits in on that. One of them from Matthew Barton. He says uh, had to be Bannon in there. Ridiculous situation. Mm. Brad Thomas has said Ward filled in well at defensive midfield. Moxie and Mariapa who've done well at fullback all season just didn't perform but we can't blame Pulis Webb's word has said in hindsight of course it was wrong but I think it was the wrong thing to do anyway we ended up with two weaknesses instead of one mm. I just want to pick yeah. up on that point that's, that's, he's very succinctly uh, put across what I was trying to say earlier in taking Ward out of the right back he's, we've had Mariapa who's you know, by trade a centre back can play right back but yeah you ended up weakening ourselves at right back and for a, a weakened position in midfield it's, he's absolutely right on that one yep yeah. A few more. Uh, Paul at the Wild Sea has said, we need Ward in the fence. We have many options in the midfield. Good outside-the-box thinking by Pulis, but it didn't work. Jevons, uh, Jack Evans, has said, we were awful. Mariapa was poor. Missed Ward at right-back. Should have taken uh, AM. AM off for Yannick. Put Ward into right-back. Barry Bannon into centre midfield and Yala right midfield. He means Mariapa. Sorry. Michel has said was worth a try as no KG but it didn't work would like to see Williams or Stuart O'Keefe a bit more how long is KG out for and then one more from Mark controversy for the moment said Ward not bad into centre midfield but we need him at right back and a strong player in the middle that's the problem yeah. anyway go cool. Eagles so really the same sort of points from, from most yeah. of the listeners there yeah, thank, yeah thanks to everyone for that so the general consensus was Ward would have been more appropriate at right back and I, I like the I, I do agree that I mean, with Williams, I think only making the bench through through injury, as I was saying earlier. Um, I do think that it was getting Bannon in the centre was was probably the best option. Having said that, um, Bannon's been been put out wide to put crosses in. Um, that was that was apparent from Tony Pulis's first game, where he mentioned that Bannon's delivery from wide positions is, you know, that's the reason he's out there. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't really see him get on the ball enough to actually do that which is a bit of a shame I just want to pick out that uh, Vanessa sent a message I was wishing us happy Christmas um, so uh, thanks for that Vanessa happy Christmas to you just pick that one up um, yeah I don't know It's it, I don't want to dwell too much on this we've got some uh, emails and stuff from listeners that we can actually talk about in, in, on general topics I think it's difficult to spend too much time talking about a defeat without all getting pretty depressed and you know, it might encourage another gel rant that someone can set to music, but um, but I don't want to dwell much longer on this. Um, got pl- I've got some four-word reviews, which I'll go to in a minute, and um, we sort of discuss that style of play situation. So I guess there's sort of two two sort of areas I want to talk about really. The first, it's it's the fullback positions. It, it's Dean Moxie, um, as we've talked about quite a lot before, and I also want to talk a little bit about the referee. If we start with um, start with Moxie, and I suppose Mariapa's got to come into this. Um, Moxie's been really good all season, pretty much all season. I think it's fair to say he's he's been one of the success stories of our promotion to the Premiership in many people's eyes. But he's someone who's been called into question a lot um, with rumours that Spironi and Moxie are the uh, the players that will be looking to replace in the, the window. Um, how do people feel about that? If I start with you, Barney, I think Moxie's an interesting character, and I think one that you know had a real rough start to the season my, my I think Moxie's a great player and I think 
the story of Moxie is a really nice one. I think it's what you know sums up Crystal Palace, a guy that really came from from nowhere and is now playing in the Premiership. I think is is a nice is a nice sort of romantic pitch to put on it. Do mm. I think he's do I think he's a Premiership player? In all honesty, no, I don't. I think he's just playing. You know, he's a player that probably isn't the most skilled player, but I think he has the interests of the club at heart, and I think that's that can be that can be better than the most skilled player in the world who doesn't want to pay, play for a club. Mm. I think Jedinak covers him too much for my liking, but that's my personal opinion. Um, do, but the point is, who are you going to bring in who's going to want to come and play and, and be as good as Moxie? That's, that's, for me, that's the bigger question. And, and has Pulis got some... Hmm. Barney seems to have gone. Everyone else still there? Yeah, I'm still here. That's quite, quite That's disturbing. Strange. Yeah, yeah. Well, well said, Barney. <laughs> I wonder what he was going to say. Hmm. Um, well, Joe, let's pick that up. Um, obviously, Barney doesn't feel Moxie's good enough. You've defended Moxie in the past, so uh, what do you think? Well, he definitely got torn a new one yesterday. But are, are we um, sort of trying to start? A trend in a premiership of just subbing people half time it seems to be the last three four games we seem to be doing that it's not saying that i really like um it's that, uh, almost seems a unless it's a ruck in a changing rooms it almost seems a you know you've got 45 minutes to sort yourself out or you're out you know, well, I don't know like, sometimes it's not a bad idea i suppose listen i at left back um Surely the left side should be protecting the left back. You know, we have, we have to double up. It's the, the, we come across these top end Premiership sides, and they are have got all good players. Mm. And 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 it showed so much yesterday. But why? I I, I, was, I don't want to pick on Punch and I just thought he was crap yesterday. You know, I, I watched him at a set play, mm. and instead of picking someone up, he was about three yards away from Sissoko, and he pointed someone else at him. And and didn't do anything to mark any space or do anything. I just thought, well, that was really strange. Like, I don't know. He just he hasn't got enough end product for me. Um, you know, he's done one one or two good things in in all the time he's had on the field. But I I just think that he should be. I don't know whether it be a player on the right hand side and he cuts in. He's not massively effective what? like that. Play him on the left hand side. He's not massively effective on that. I don't. And he is all left foot as well. Yeah, he, he doesn't yeah. have. I think it's um. It's inter- interesting what you, what you talk about about giving cover to the fullbacks um, and how that's that's a bit of an issue. I think it, that is the the difference, I suppose, between the the very very top sides in this division and and those of us that are you know in the, in the lower reaches. I think to have a, a winger who is up and down that wing and is as effective you know going forward as he is going back and covering is it's a very difficult thing. I mean, it's why it's why Wilf can't get in the Man United team by all accounts in that. You know, for all his work, good work going forward, he's not trusted to provide enough cover. And, you know, that's Man United you're talking about. You know, you, they've got excellent fullbacks. Well, <laughs> ageing a bit uh, on one side. But, you know what I mean? It's like it, it's a difficult it's a difficult situation because I think that's where we... The players were talking about Tony Pudis getting the, the team to defend as a team. And I think that's... When you see the, the, the two left-sided players, well, obviously Bannon and... and uh, punch and do swap. So, but I, I'm, you know, I'm suggesting that Bannon was the one who wasn't providing uh, enough cover for for Dean Moxie. And if you listen to Tony Pulis's uh, comments after the game, which we'll play just for you in a, in a second, 
um, he was very, very critical of how early, how many crosses got in on that side early on. And that's no coincidence that those players were replaced at half-time, I don't think. Uh, Joe, your point, and then we'll listen to Tony Pulis. Yeah, but it, it's, it's all right to do that. So, Moxie has one bad game, and it gets, you know, I, I, I don't get it. The other thing as well, just getting back to this, the, the hoofball that I spotted, what he did, is it... Mm-hmm. The, the, to, to take the place of, of, of Koji or O'Keefe that weren't there, we basically had Capagna. Uh, um, well, we had Capagna and Williams on a substitutes bench, but he chose to put Joel Ward in the middle. Now, Joel Ward's about a foot bigger than those two, right? And I think, personally, that he stuck, he, he stuck him there. Rather than having him at right back, he stuck him there to have another lump in the middle. And, mm. and, and it didn't work. It was just, it just too much. Get, it just was too much just trying to smash it up in the air and it was it was food and drink for the for the Newcastle defence. Easy, easy. Um we we definitely didn't stretch them enough. But having said that, I thought Chamac again was probably one of the was he was a, I thought he was very positive. I thought when yeah, we actually very good did good Yeah, when we did good things, I think a lot of it was um was, was down to him, I thought thought he was excellent. Um but just yeah, getting support to him I guess is, is probably when we you know when you're having a tough game, it just it does all sort of all seem to fall apart, and I and I it's unfair to suggest that everyone had a poor game because you can look at individuals like um, I suppose Paul when he came off the bench. I thought he looked he looked decent. Um, I thought Shamak had a decent enough game. I don't think Jednak did anything too too bad. You know, it wasn't wasn't rubbish. And and Cameron Jerome put himself about as he's supposed to do. So you know there were people who did okay, but. Um, but it just we were just undone. We really were. And there just was overrun by a, a, just a, a physically bigger and, mm. and in all honesty, what looked like a do, do you know the one thing that I did notice immediately, Chris, is that crack you know, the, the the rain lashed it down the whole game and their touch was immaculate. It, the, the, mm. they were fizzing the ball to each other, they were controlling it immaculately and then laying it off. And he just seems to have options, and they just seem to uh, just a better, you know, much better team. Sometimes we just have to put our hands up, don't we? Barney, you're um, yeah, we do, yeah. Barney, you're asking the question of did did we try and play the man for man? What you're thinking there? Well, I'm just uh, just while having this conversation, I'm, and we had when we discussed the uh, the lineups, and I'm just thinking it just seems really daft looking back on it why we were trying to play a lot of football in the weather conditions like they were because it's never going to work out well for you because we all know it was, it was appalling and I'm thinking well actually for me I, I actually I, I like what Bannon brings to the side he keeps it mm. on the deck and he can he can run with the ball which for yesterday was brilliant and I'm thinking well if their team is physically big and they're playing sort of pass and move football and we're just trying to lob it up and if we lob it up in the if we live lob it up in the sky, then they're going to beat us in the air. You know, did we play the right tactics in the way of actually, if we kept it on the deck a little bit, we could have whipped round them. And that's what Bannon's so good at is that he can he can do one or two players and 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 bring the ball up. And I just maybe asked the question: Did we just try and play them at their own game a little bit, and we just were mm. never going to win it? But that, that whether that'd be like a normal day's training session up there. <laughs> Seriously, See, I'm, I'm not sure. No, Joe, I totally agree with you. Sixty mile an hour winds and it pisses down me rainy every every other half hour up there. <laughs> it's just a normal day. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I honestly don't understand why we whacked it up like you say. We've got pace for pace. We were matching them. You could see Jerome was was giving them. You know, was giving them. Was stretching them. We did have them pace well, for I pace. I question. Off. I question why Balassi came on with. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The nature of the way that we were playing, it was almost like we'd set out and then we just put Balassi on to do what? I wasn't too sure what Balassi's role was yesterday. I have to admit, I thought we looked a bit lost. I thought um, I thought the problem was it's, it's a little bit like you say it was a bit just disjointed in that you had the the back line had been under pressure obviously already con- conceded two in the first half. Balassi comes on that they they'd obviously been given a bit of a hard time. Just talk about those comments that Pulis mentioned. We won't bother playing a clip, but he said uh, he said that he goes I think that, uh, he said um, he's not happy about the way that Newcastle uh, continuously got in on the Palace left. He said I think they got about fifteen crosses in on our left hand side in the first twenty twenty five minutes. He said that the thing that we've been uh, since I've been at this football club is solid and disciplined, and we gifted them two poor, poor goals. Uh, so there you go. I mean, he, he he's picked out the left hand side, and he's talked about them uh, us gifting them goals. And then like then it, well, that's that's his view. And then you I thought it was a quality <laughs> finish by Gabidon. It was a great finish. There's no <laughs> doubt in that. It was an amazing finish. Uh, um, we'll talk about that in a second. Then then we're going to move on to some other bits and pieces. But I, I do think um, it, it's worth mentioning when you when you talk about what you you're saying. Barney, I think the the defence just wanted to get the ball clear and just yeah. do the do the defending part, and there's not too much wrong with that. But no, unfortunately, but well, unfortunately, when you're already two 0 down, and if you if you're genuinely trying to get back in the game, which we have to do, particularly at home, um, it it didn't make for a particularly good attacking spectacle. I think when Balassi did get the ball and he did drive forward, he caused some problems. But once again, his his final delivery let him down, which is a real shame. Um, you you mentioned again. You mentioned one of the things about uh, Bannon playing. I think first half there was a moment for me that kind of sums up the problems, if you will. And it was it was Bannon in possession of the ball on the right hand side of the pitch, and um, he'd sort of taken a really good touch, stepped inside a defender, and sort of looked around. and And he had Mariapa come up to co- sort of provide some support, but it ended with Mariapa making a really good run, you know, and, and trying to get a crossing on from on the on the byline, but. The time and the the sort of encouragement he needed to actually get down the, that side of the pitch and actually get in an attacking position was, it, you could tell it was an unnatural thing for him. And I think, yeah. I think that kind of sums it up for me. We got we have got the ability to do that to get people overlapping and to play some nice little football, but it involves players taking a risk and getting themselves up in support. And I think the one sort of the one it was, it was literally the one time I can remember Mariapa getting forward and overlapping and go past Banner. And you know we nearly we nearly got in there, um, and we just didn't do it enough. We didn't didn't. It's almost like we didn't quite believe that we could do it, and that's a that's shame. It. That's a, that's yeah. something the Pulis has got got. It's all very well being beaten by a better team, but you've got to believe that you can be better. You've got to believe that you can compete better than we did. Uh, I'm going to go to Ben for some Twitter stuff, and uh, then we'll come back do some four word reviews, and then we've got some general questions that I'm going to throw to the panel. Ben, yeah, got quite a few tweets in about the uh, the Palm Moxie Mariapa thing. Uh, one more before we start that um, about the previous topic from Sam Young. He says, Warburg's out of position, but Newcastle are a class outfit with world-class players. A deflection, an own goal and a penalty isn't all bad. 
And moving on, Jack Evans UK has said, I think Parr is class, good forward and defensively. Uh, Mr Biggles 8 has said, 100% Moxie isn't up to standard, sadly. He gives us all for this club, though. Mr Peter J Marsh has said, a bad, bad day at the office, in my opinion. Brad Thomas has uh, suggested somebody he thinks we should buy, and that's George Friend from Middlesbrough. Mm. Palace Lab 125 has said, we need a new winger more. Balassi and Punchant are not good enough. Andrew Matson 66 has come in. He said a new centre-half and a 30-goal-a-season striker would be a better option. Hashtag survival. And then a couple more. Uh, Fox in the Box Gary has said it was a bad day. Quality opposition on a good run. Yet to be seen if Murray is the finish we need. And we needed one yesterday. And then one more. Nigel 00067. That's catchy. Has said, uh, think Parker could do a job at left-back, but would love Cresswell if we could afford him. Mm, I mean, there's some good suggestions there. Friend is someone we were targeted with before. Uh, and Aaron Cresswell's, uh, I think he's just signed a new contract with um, with Ipswich. He's at, and um, which is a shame because we were all, we were looking at him before, and he's a very very talented young left back. But um, well, we've not got too too bad a couple of prospects coming through as well. Contracts don't matter these days. You see, you have to pay a little bit nah, more to buy them out of them. Well, well, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. See, I've always liked Parsons at left back. I don't know if he's a Premiership quality left back because he's not had a chance. But you know, he's one of them where. You talk about Stuart O'Keefe never letting us down. Every time Matt Parsons has played first team, I thought he's he's been a, one of the better players on the pitch. So it's a shame he's not in the twenty-five, and you know he's twenty. I think he's twenty-two now, so he doesn't qualify as an under twenty-one. So um, wonder if we'll see him come back into contention in January. Of course, got Jerome Williams underneath him as well, who's um, a very good prospect. So you know maybe we won't have to actually spend any money on someone. Maybe Pulis will see something he likes in the. Uh, yeah, in the academy and what have you. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't want to sort of... Uh, I think we're, we're going to have to probably leave the, the game review there. I think uh, if I just sign off with a few of your, your four-word reviews, we've got absolutely tons in. Thank you to everyone for all of those. Um, but um, I'll give you a flavour of what we've got. Greg Pierce, Pierce has said, Mary Appet is weak link. Uh, Darren Chandler said... Oh, Chandler? I've gone all-American. Why did... Uh, why take Bannon off? Elliot Richardson says Kabai was absolute class. Very much agree with that. Alan Church is about as good as the weather, which is more than four words, but true. Paul Kensley says uh, no time to dwell, which is a good attitude to have. Uh, let's have a few more. Paul Martin, our midfield was outplayed. Dean Powers has lost to informed team. Sean Diamond, not quite good enough. Uh, David Mar- Dave Martin Williams says we played at a shite. I very much like that one. Uh, Annette Trayton says, uh, lacking determination and passion, which is a damning indictment. Uh, Stuart Trayton says, Johnny Parr, only positive. Uh, Jerry, uh, sorry, Gary Carter says, we need some players. Uh, I did see one from Jerry, but I've lost it. I'll come back to you, Jerry. That's a shame. It's not in the, uh, it's not in the document. I'm quite upset about this. It's kind of um, traumatised me in a little bit, little way. Uh, Jerry said, must improve our passing. There you go. You never noticed I was stalling there, would you? Hmm. So there you go. That's that's a flavour of what people think. Again, obviously didn't get to them all. So thank you very much for contacting us on on those. Um, one of the things that was mentioned in the in the last set of emails was um, that we do need a winger, and that kind of brings me neatly to uh, an email we got in from uh, from King B. Uh, also, his name is Ben. Uh, we may be hearing as a, a new voice come the new year. I think we can give uh, Ben a little go. Um, but he's asked us a couple of questions, and the first one is. Um, it's basically over Zaha's future, and he's asked it's sort of in two parts, really. Would we like to see him back at Palace on loan in January, or would it be better for him to go somewhere else to build up confidence and skills? If so, what club? Um, I mean, 
I'll start with, with my answer there. I, I don't. I, I do think Balassi has got a part to play Premier League wise. I, I think just he's had a, a stop start time because of injury. Um, but I, at the moment, I would say that Punchin needs to go back to Southampton if we can send him back. And uh, I would absolutely love to replace him with Wilfred Zaha. I think we'd be crazy not to. And personally, I don't think there's a better club for him because he's going to play here. He's immediately going to be comfortable. Um, and he can go back to being being someone that we rely on. And I think that's what he needs, really. I don't think he needs to go to some other club, have to try and establish himself and all this sort of stuff. Right now, he needs games. He needs to develop. He needs confidence. And, and we're better. It's, got, it's, got, it's a no-brainer. If he's out, he's up for loan. And, and willing, we just need to go hell for leather to get him in, in my view. Joe? Well, I'd have him over punching. Mm. I mean, you now know, he's someone else's I'd player. have anyone over him. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I, the other thing as well, it, I mean, are we really not, could, could we Could we have not pulled, what's his name, uh, um, who's the young kid, the centre midfielder from the, um, oh, Blue. the one everyone's raving about. Do me to come back Hello? Uh, hello? Hello, yes. Um, I'm trying to listen to your radio show on BlackBerry phone. I can't get to download it. Do you know how I do it? Uh, hmm. That's Alistair. Through... Alistair. Is it? Hello? That's Hi, Alistair. Uh, you sure? <laughs> yeah. Is he cut off? No, it's right there. Uh, mate, you. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Now's not really the time to ask that, mate. You're live on air, uh, Mikey. Please, please, come on. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll send us an email, mate. <laughs> Cheers. All oh, right. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry, fellas. Are you on? Are you on air? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now. Lovely. Cheers. Oh, Cheers. All, right. <laughs> All right, fellas. Bye. Bye. Um, honestly, that is sack the producer time. That really is. <laughs> Not only absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, I, I just, I just genuinely don't know what to say to that. Um, <laughs> the only possibility. <laughs> that's the one I was on about. Right, back uh, to the question. I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> would you? Would you not play Boateng over? Over. Um... Would you not play him over him? Uh, Hiram, I, I don't know. I don't. I just don't. No, I don't know if he's. I, I, I suppose. I thought he was. He was excellent against Stoke in the cup last year. Um, he was. Yeah, he was. I don't think physically it's going to be a problem for him. He's got a lot of talent. It's, my only question is, um, is whether or not Tony Pulis can legitimately know that he can pick him. If you know what I mean, if, has he had enough time to appreciate the player that he is and what he can do? I think a lot of that at the moment you've got to understand is that as a new manager, Pulis has got to to a point. He's, he's sort of almost till you see a performance like you saw yesterday. You know there was no real need for him to start changing things massively. Can, was there? He can listen to Millen, can't he? That's why he's still yeah, there. Yeah. But then obviously Millen's not picked him either. In fact, Hiram's not got, not got in since that game last season. But you know there's there's no reason from my perspective why he couldn't be given a go. When you when you've got injuries to KG and then O'Keefe, and if you're not going to play Ballon Central, even Williams is not quite fit, you know, because of a little knock. And if you're not going to try Campania, you don't quite trust him yet. Then, you know, certainly Boating's got to come well, into I, it. Because... Well, I don't understand. And if we if you say that, I don't understand why we had three players on the you know players on the bench. If 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 uh, Williams isn't fit, then he isn't quite fit, then he shouldn't be. He shouldn't even be on the bench. Yeah, if Campania isn't in the right frame of mind, or he isn't any, he shouldn't be on the bench. We should be bringing other players in. 
I would honestly, I would rather have some of the kids in. I know that Boateng would have would would have been, you know, I love, I love Joel Walls, but he's he's our right back. I mean, and the other thing, when Jack Hunt comes back, well, then we can maybe move him inside. I don't, you know, it's, playing people out of position and and playing. I mean, it frustrates me to think that we got, a, a, we, you know. The, yeah, if Williams got, isn't fit, then we just when we was wasted the space there yesterday. Mm. I mean, we did get we get yeah, I know what you mean. We got slightly off the topic, obviously. We you know which was whether or not we'd want to see Zaha back. So I want to get your quick view on that, Barney. We Any sound reason? Up Brighton. Yeah, all right. You speak for yourself, pal. But you um, what's the question? Sorry, Chris. You're saying well, do we want to see Zaha back? Well, it's. I mean, I suppose we've answered that. Well, most of us have said that we do. I mean, I'm assuming that you do. But can you see any negatives to that? Is it now? You know, now he's someone else's player. Does it feel like something we should be doing? Or uh, I think that if you're talking about Zaha as an individual, if that's the way that you know is is another way of looking at it. Well, is Palace going to be the right sort of club for Zaha now? If you go back to what you know, if if you'd said, is Stoke the right team for Zaha to go into? Well, we'd say no. So the question mm. is, is well, is Pulis going to turn us into the next Stoke just to start shutting up shop? I don't think it's an issue now that he's a Man United player. Quite frankly, I think it's disgusting what Man United have done with this player, and and they should feel ashamed of themselves, you know, more than than they uh, do now anyway. Because I just think they're a horrible club for doing that to a young player, a British young young British player. You know, you just don't mm. do that. Um, I think he'd love to come back in a way, you know, and I think, but we, we'd have to, we can't put him in a squad that's going to just lob it out the pitch all the time. You know, we, I think we've got, we might be having a bit of an identity crisis at the moment. Mm. I think we've got to figure out what are we going to do? And if, if we're going to play long ball football, I have to put my hand on my heart and say, I'd love to see him back, but you know what? I want to see this kid develop into being one of the best players this country's ever seen because I think he can honestly be that and so I'd say well actually he probably needs to go to a more of a a passing side you know and mm. I think he could get into any top flight football team I don't it's beggar's belief how we can't get into United in the way that they're playing at the moment you know mm. um, okay but that's well, a different you know, view on it yeah yeah I mean obviously yes yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a long subject and I don't want to get too much into Zaha's individual development is just whether or not it would be a good thing for, for Palace. I know we'll get some tweets in on that as well, which we'll come to in a little while. I just want to take a quick moment to look ahead to Aston Villa. Um, see, well, the first thing to talk about there is uh, it's, it's got to be a chance for three points. But the question I have for you, gentlemen, is um, who comes in to replace Tremac? Is it Dwight Gale? And what do we think of Dwight Gale? Uh, if I can start you with that, Barney, if you can come in afterwards, Joe, just talk around that for a moment. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think Gale's where we've got to go, really. I think, you know, uh, Holloway started him off very strongly at the beginning of the season, seemed to give him a lot of confidence. I think he's quick. Uh, my only problem, the only question is, is that he's obviously quite a young chap, um, and so are the Villa lot. So, I mean, having an older head, maybe, who maybe is a bit more bullish up front, might be able to bully the Villa, Villa defence um, slightly more, might have more of an impact, but... Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd rather start with Gale than Jerome anyway. I know he scored one or two, but I, I don't really see him as a, a huge asset to the team. But, um, no, a good call. A good call. Oh, I think I've got it. Is it just me and you? Is it Joe? <laughs> it must be. <laughs> this is where we're getting a chance to say whatever we like. Right, well, I've had my point of view, so what's your point of view? 
Uh, I, I just, I don't think he'll come back. I honestly don't think he'll come back. And this clamour for him to come back makes us, seriously, it makes us sound like, you know, there's a more O'Brien thing. We've got to get on. He, he isn't, he, he, like, you've just, you've basically just nailed it there when you said, if we're going to start playing the purest way, then we've got no room for wingers. <laughs> we, moved, we moved on from that one, Joe. Yeah, I know, but I, I wanted to. I wanted to just bring something else in. I wanted. To, I wanted to get my point of view right, across. Okay. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I, I just. I don't know. It, it, frust- it frustrates me, like you say, the identity crisis. So we. I'd rather us be a passing team um, yeah. than hoof it. It's just that. That's just so not nice on the eye. But uh, yeah, this is getting a bit strange now because we seem to have lost. Everybody. We've lost everybody now. This is the, the I'm still here. Johnson tweets. Hello, Ben. Yes. Let's have some Please, tweets, then, shall we? I'll, I'll read you what I've got. Uh, we've got a tweet in from Ash underscore abstract. He says, we need a left back, a centre back, a goalkeeper, a striker, one to two wingers, and to offload the deadwood. <laughs> so there we go. Palace tweet has said, yes, of course we want Zaha back. Ben Richards has said, would he come back in a heartbeat, surely? And do we want him? Might as well be asking, do we want to stay up? Uh, Sophie Rimmer has said, would he come back? Hopefully. Do we want him? Definitely. And can we get him? Hopefully. And Andy Rogers has uh, he's got in touch and he said that um, we should get get Zaha back. And uh, if you get exciting players like him and Williams, uh, then you'll force a different style of football. And he wants to wish everybody a very merry Christmas as well. Oh, thank you very it's much. It's all right saying you can force a different style of football, but if it's not the footballer that, that the manager wants. You know, we can have all the pretty thing. We had it before, didn't we, with the championship defenders. All they do is they just kick him into the stand. So it's um, I'd, I, I'm, I'm, I'd love to. I mean, I will. I would love to have him back, but I, I think it would just change. We'd have to change so much. Um, like Balassi yesterday when he came on, I just Newcastle just doubled up on him straight away, and apart from the odd little run, he didn't. He didn't do huge amounts. So. Um, but do you think? I mean, the, what was that first tweet we were saying there? That was a hell of a lot of replacements. I think what, what, surely the reason why Holloway left was was saying he was saying that the team didn't have enough. He felt that they lost that spirit. So surely, replace, bringing in new players and and getting rid of other ones is is not going to do that any any favours. Surely, is it, Joe? Don't know, mate. I mean, it's just you know that the the one player that I wouldn't have got rid of um, was was Ramage. I just wouldn't have got yeah. rid of him. I, I just think you know if we if if ever you get a crisis, at least you've got a player that wants to play for the club, doesn't have an attitude, no. and, and and gives you wholeheartedly, you know, one hundred and ten percent every game. Um, but like you say, when you when you start bringing in Premiership players, they do seem to have a different mental attitude. Um, to, to to everything, um, they're different. They just seem to be a different. I know they're different class, or you know, they're, they're a lot more quality about them. But they, they do seem to have a different um, a different mentality. And uh, like I say, you know, because we've not been up for a long time, we haven't had those those type of players around the club. So when you do get them, and they don't seem to be working as hard, or they do seem to to try and coast a little bit. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's uh, it frustrates me, but I do believe I do believe our show host is is oh, right. to return. He's back. So He's you had didn't toilet break. <laughs> so just to check before I go into that, uh, you didn't manage to cover my absence without without it being noticeable. Then no, no, not really. <laughs> no. So you didn't read the the message that I said about me having to run off. Joe, you're in charge. Five uh, minutes. Can you talk about previewing Aston Villa? Where was that? 
Um, well what done. Put there? Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, I, I still can't see it. <laughs> Can I just congratulate Chris, pick you? It up. Well, I will do. I mean, well, before I had to run for an emergency break, that's, that'll teach me for drinking quite so much. Um, <laughs> oh, it was a piss break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I left it as long as I could, but I just oh, don't. I'll do a lot of things for this radio show, but wet myself is not one of them. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so I did ask you to talk about um, who was going to come in for Shemak. Did you do that? I think we kind of went through it a little bit. My my thinking was get, and I, I was bringing the point that yes, Gale should be coming in to to take that role. They're quite similar players. They can both get um, the ball and done with it. With um with, with and you and you just all right, okay. So I mean, obviously, the point I was going to come to was um, I suppose when you look, Tremac's been playing that withdrawn role. I mean, this obviously the Villa game is a game that we've we've got to go and win we really have if you look at the fixtures over Christmas we didn't pick up anything at Chelsea even though we did quite well didn't pick up anything against Newcastle uh, Man City away is one of the other games um, uh, so Villa is, is, the, is the one that's screaming out we've got to go and get three points it's away from home which makes it a little bit tougher it's on Boxing Day which I suppose probably makes it a little bit tougher as well um, and we've we've losing our top scorer. So, and he's been playing in that that role in behind Jerome, and that's been working really well. He's been working very well to link play. We've been playing through him. We've been using his ability on the ball to, to, you know, to hold things up in good areas and get people forward in support. As you know, we spend a lot of time sitting back. Um, for me, Dwight Gad is a good player, but is he a player that can do that? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that he play, possesses the skill set to match what. Um, what Shamak's been doing. So uh, it's where do we go there, really? Uh, and Joe, I'll, I'll bring you in on that. Can can he possibly do that? Can Gail add that? Or, or who else have we got who can come in and do that? Well, he seems to be our, our only option, doesn't he? Mm, yeah. yeah we've, I mean, we've, we've spent all this money on him. We've got to give him a chance. But someone needs to... Someone needs to I'll tell you what will be a, a, an advantage. I'm really hoping someone has done this anyway, but this is what I would do. He scored... A right few goals, right? Mm. Find out. Watch YouTube. See how he scored his goals. If he got them from balls that have split defences or he's run onto him or he's cut him from the right onto his left foot or, or whatever, see where see what his strengths are. So someone must have looked at that. It's supposed to be paying our, our record out. Yeah. I remember it, when we bought him, he actually... I, I can remember quite a lot of those goals were him picking the ball up relatively deep and, and you know, running and out running. goals. I suppose in a way, in a way, playing deep in that position for Tremaine, in a way you could argue he's got more of a chance of scoring goals. Maybe so, he won't maybe he won't be as creative and so he needs to sit up. he actually needs to sit behind Chemak then. So we're gonna well, play four, behind Jerome. Four, one, one. Well or behind Jerome because Chemak will be out against Philip. But you know okay, what I mean? So, yeah. so he needs to so Jerome needs to play up front on his own to hold it but, so to knock yeah, exactly. it back and bit it. But it'll be a different it'll be a different situation. Whereas Chamac is the one we've been using to sort of spread the play. It'll be more get the ball up to Jerome and for him to knock it back to Gale, perhaps something like that. Maybe that's a way to go. But I agree with you. We spent a lot of money on Gale, and you know, to a point that that's you know, a bit of a burden, I suppose, on him. But you know, it's not his fault. We we decided what we want to pay, whether he's worth it or not. Is, is up is for other people. No, no, no. To I, talk I, I, I understand what you're saying, but, but it's the same about. But you know, Wolf Zaha has had mm. two two fifteen minutes at Man United, mm. and all of a sudden, Gale he's only worthy of the bench, and he's our he's our record. 
Yeah, we, we've got to give him minutes. If we, if we, if at the beginning of the season, we would, we trusted him to come on and and you know basically score goals for us. Then we need to see this through. We need to yeah, yeah. honour him as a player and 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 also, you know, that to for the people that signed him. And so that you know, we, there would there is something there. There's obviously something there. We're no, not the God, only club you, after him. We, met, we mentioned it in news in brief. The free kick he scored for the under twenty ones during the week was just out of this world. Fully thirty five yards, and it, it's one of those things you you see him hit it, and it just stays hit. It just keeps going and going and going. It's just an absolute rocket. And when he's got that in his locker, uh, okay, it's a dead ball situation, but. You know, I've, I've seen. I talked about him when we signed him. and Talked about him in the warm-up, looking pre-season about how hard he can hit that ball with, with both feet, and it's getting him a chance to do that. I think there's a chance that he can he can thrive on a, in a more confident side. I think the side that you know he started in was just just not confident enough to, to really for him to, to get much out of uh, you know his appearances. But and he's been playing wide. I think I don't know. I'd like to I'd like to see him get a chance, and I and I guess maybe he will. I think I don't. I agree. There's not too many other options about what we're actually going to do. Uh, be interesting to see. So that Villa game, guys. If I can get some predictions for you, from you, in fact. Um, I mean, look, just talk a little bit about them. They're they're a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team. They had a, quite a good spell of late, um, fairly recently, but. Of late, have started to drop a few, a few more points, and they're and they're right back in there again. I think. Um, so, what what do you reckon? Prediction, Joe? Uh, one one. One one. Yes. Damn it, uh, Barney. You're going two nil, aren't you? You always go two nil. Barney. <laughs> right, we've got to go positive on this one. I think if Pulis can get the team bullying their team a little bit, their young guys in the squad, let's go for a two nil win. Come on, we've got to win this one. Well. Well, I'm going to go with a two-one then. <laughs> um, I, I think I do. I do think it's a game we'll win. I think there's a, there's enough urgency in it for us to to sort of. I think we'll want to respond after Newcastle. Well, I saw a few of the tweets from players. I think Cameron Drone was one that stuck out. Where, you know, he said, "Look, you know, feel, feel, you know, obviously felt down about it, but it, you know, I think he he gave us an insight into how the squad are viewing it. Is it was a bad day at the office? It was a bad game." It does happen. It happens in football. Every now and then you get a game that's an absolute stinker and nothing works. Uh, but it doesn't mean the things that they've been doing well uh, should be thrown out of the window. Um, and I think that I think we will come back. I think they'll be positive and they'll want to respond. Um, so, yeah, 2-1 to us. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time previewing Man City. I just want to talk about, obviously, they're, they're a hell of a side at the moment. Uh, second in the Premiership. They're scoring goals for fun. And at uh, the City of Manchester Stadium, they've been absolutely tonking teams. Um, Barney, you f- you afraid? I think we've got to just be we've got to be very clever how we approach this game. You know, uh, we've just uh, City can can clearly dominate you know teams, and we saw that. We've seen that. Was it now? They've not par- six past Arsenal, six past is it six past Spurs or is it five? Six, yeah. six past Spurs, and there was another team that they knocked. Seven, Norwich. Seven, Norwich, seven. Yeah. So we just don't really want to come away with that. But, you know, look, we went to Chelsea and, and only just lost. And I see Chelsea and City as being the top two teams of this league. You know, and I think if we can play like we did against Chelsea, I think we can go there and we can get a draw. You know, and that's that's my that's <laughs> me being optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to be, we've got to be no, like there's it. no other there's no other bloody way we can do it you know what I mean right. if we want to stay in this fucking league excuse my friend <laughs> hey. we've got to be we've got to be optimistic yeah. haven't we you know what I mean yeah yeah I think that's right I think it's fair good attitude Joe what's your um, 
Your reaction was one of laughter. What do you think? <laughs> well, as long as we don't concede six, then I think we're better than Arsenal. <laughs> there is that argument, Joel. Yes, there is that argument. <laughs> Listen, they they keep smashing teams, don't they, when they're on it. Is Aguero still injured? Yeah, we injured for the game. Thank play, yeah. goodness for that. So that's, that's a sm- small mercy. That means we're going to win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. Bad. Now they've been they've been in sensational form. I mean they've won what is it one two three four four they've won their last four scoring. Actually, we do some quick quick arithmetic. That's nine, twelve, 20. sixteen goals in four games. The last four that they've won that includes Champions League and League Cup. Um, you know, November they scored. November they played one, two, three. They played four games at home, and they scored twenty two goals. Yeah, twenty two goals. I mean. And that's, probably, that's more than we've scored all season, isn't it? So, there you go. That's, that's the sort of thing we're up against. I think we need to view that game as, as what it is. It's one of those games where you're going away to Man City's nice new ground. You're watching their players that are pay, paid probably most of them over 100 grand a week. You know, view it for what it is. It's a, a massive challenge for us to try and get something out of the game. It's one that's maybe a bit too much to ask, but we're going to give it our best. And as long as the team play their best, we should enjoy our day. Whatever happens, happens, I guess. So, my prediction for that one is I think we'll come away with a 5 0 win. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to win 5 0. Um, okay. Uh, ben, I missed a load of Hello. tweets. I missed, yeah, right. I missed a, like, a load of tweets, I expect, when I was um, otherwise engaged. You, yeah. yeah, yeah. But we've got anything since then you want to talk about before I go into the rest of the email um, so we can finish? Yeah, I haven't got too much in. I've got uh, one one uh, message in about the, the Aston Villa and Man City games. And that's from uh, Ben Selsby. He's got a message and he says uh, we've got to go to City without any fear. There's nothing to lose and Villa is a must win. Recent games show that it's achievable. We've got to build confidence against lower league teams. And he says thank you very much uh, for the show and he, he always listens on his way to work. So there we go. Fantastic. Well, it'll be an interesting listen on your way to work this week put it that way or whatever you do listen to um, after that phone call earlier that I still haven't quite got over. <laughs> My word. It's something pretty special that was, wasn't it? Um, anyway, so that's that's the comprehensive previews of uh, Villa and Man City. Um, won't keep you too much longer. Just got a couple of emails in that I want to want to get to. And um, one from Paul Kensley. He, he listens to listens to us from from Australia. Uh, committed listener, which is great. He's, he's got a couple of quick questions in his email. Thanks for the whole email, but obviously can't read the whole thing out. But um, just saying, what do we think that Tony Pulis's plans are for Johnny Williams? Uh, do you think he sees him as part of his future team slash squad? Or is he just nurturing him after his injuries? Or would he look look to offload him? Brackets, please, God, no. Seems a shame and a waste to have a brilliant young player not even coming on as a sub. Um, Johnny Williams, I suppose we used him before Pulis um, became manager as, as a reason why we didn't want so, well, those of us that were against the appointment, why we didn't want to see Tony Pulis come in. Um, obviously, Pulis' impact has been very positive. He's used Johnny as a sub a couple of times. Um, I think it's a mixture of a few things. I think, obviously, injuries are playing a playing a part. And I know Williams was struggling during the week as well. Um, I don't know. If you look at if you look at Pulis' squad last year, he, you know, he found a place for, for Charlie Adam. Charlie Adam's a similar style of player, although a bit bigger. Um, I think he can certainly make room for Williams if he can make room for Bannon if he can make room for for, for a lot of our, our players really but it would be stupid not to use him really um, 
it's a shame. I, I don't. It's a shame he's not playing. But at the same time, up until I suppose the performance yesterday, you say where where's he going to play? Who are you going to drop? We're playing playing well. You don't change a winning side. Um, very quickly, Joe. I know you need to go fairly shortly, so I'll, I'll bring you in on this. Um, is there a place for Williams under Tony Pulis? I hope so. I certainly hope so. Um, only thing is, him uh, and Bannon is they're very much the same same sort of player, vying for the same sort of space, mm. um, along with. You know, another smallish player with Capena. I hope Johnny Williams has a future at Palace. I really do. But under this new era coming up, I, I, you know, and after what I saw yesterday, I see, I see tall, big players coming in, big brutes, and um, I think we, you know, we can, we may be kissing goodbye to three or four of our littler players. Well, which be unfortunate. Yeah, it would be. I really hope that that's not the case. And like I say, I think with someone in the class of Johnny Williams, I think, again, because he hasn't played enough, and that's mainly down to injuries rather than anyone keeping him out or anything like that. And I think it's easy to forget just how good a player he is. Um, and I, I do think he'll get his chance, and I do think once he's over these, these little problems, which hopefully he will get over, I think it's only a matter of time before he's playing every single week. So um, he's certainly good enough. He's a, you know, he's a Premier League player in weight, and he really is in my view. Uh, Barney, I'm going to ask you the uh, the next question, which comes from an email from Colin Fernley. Colin gets in touch regularly and uh, really appreciate your emails. Um, his point, he's talked a lot about uh, war playing in central midfield. Um, but his general question really is, um, uh, is essentially, he knows the areas that... Um, that we need strengthening. Uh, I suppose I'm trying to find the actual question. It's not really. I suppose it's, it's down to the transfer window. If I if I sort of adapt it slightly for you, mm-hmm. um, what do you, do you agree with this whole assertion of keeper and left back we were mentioning earlier? I mean, or what areas would you uh, target in that January window? I think it's. I mean, I have to admit, I'm really. I, I'm not. I. This is the first time I've heard about the whole Sproni thing. I'd be really, really, really disappointed if he goes because I think actually he's to me he's the rock. You know, I think he's. I think he's one of the players that's really stepped up to it this season, and I'd be disappointed to see Spironi going. Where do we need to actually? Where do we need? To, who do we need to buy, or who do we need to get? We. Need a, I think we need a striker. I honestly do. We haven't got. Well, yes, we've got strikers, but we haven't got clinical strikers. Yeah. You know, teams that stay up. You know, um, I, I know. I can't remember. We were having a conversation about this. I think a couple of weeks ago, we were saying that. You know, if you look back over the history of teams that have managed to stay up they, they've always just gone out and got one brilliant player that's just managed to net them a load of goals goals keep goals win your games right if Jerome you know if um, if Jerome had got that goal the other yesterday that that could have been a game changer in my opinion yeah. I think we need a, I think we need a, a clinical striker and you know can comparison Pulis go and pull off that's what I'd like to see to get to your point Chris I'd like to see one good striker coming in that will net you a load of goals that's what I want and I know it's a very big ask I think there will be a couple of changes and um, you know I, I don't want to see players like Williams possibly going I don't think he will but the, the reality is look, we, we've all got to trust Pulis and we and I see that we're not going to like some of the stuff that is going to be coming coming to us in the next three or four months I think that's the reality mm. um, I, I don't think we are as fans because as Palace fans we like to see some nice football but we've got we've just got to believe in Pulis now and I think he is the right man for the job to to do this but 
you know, I think he gels right. He's going to bring in some brutes because that's what he does and that's how he keeps teams up and that's how he got Stoke into, what was it, they got into the UEFA Cup, the Europa Cup, didn't they? Um, yeah. You know, yeah. so, that, that, yes, um, but we, yes, I would like another striker. If Tony Pudis is listening along with Steve Parrish, please mm-hmm. can you go out and get one hell of a striker for us. Just go and oh, play no, the, um, you know, please. That's all uh, I want. <laughs> well, that's all. I know Joe's talked about it as well. Just, you know, just going out and we talked about it when we bought all those players and he, he was saying, you were saying, Joe, that like, you know, just go out and spend it on a, on a top striker. And I made the point we did try, didn't we? We tried to get um, Darren Bent. We tried to get Nicholas Bentner. Um, not too fast about missing out on the, on the last one there. No, um, not at all. The way things have gone, but then again, who knows? Who knows? You, th- you think the same about Tremac, and then we've seen how he's fighting. You know, he's how he's playing now. He's playing every week. And maybe the same could be said for Ben. They might get the best out of him. I think maybe that's. Sorry, sorry, just to say, I think the idea of of Moxie and and uh, you know Asproni going is is. Mm. I think we're all missing the point here. We're well, not going to get anybody who's better than them, and I think they're the people that are actually keeping. The team together a little bit. They know. They know where they've come from. They've. They understand the crap times the club has been through. You need those sort of players, in my opinion, to stay in your squad, to actually say, "Hang on, lads." You know what I mean? We're bloody. We're yes, we got lucky to get here, but we we ain't going back to those crap times. We're going to bloody stay here. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, and I, I like I like the sentiment, and um, I don't know. It's, it's a good one. I've, all I say on on the subject of, of Mox, well, the subject of Spironi, really, we've talked about Moxie all season, and I think a lot of people, I think everyone appreciates the effort he puts in, and a lot of people have had to, you know, eat humble pie to a point with the performances he put in, you know, most games. But you know, it, it's a big ask to keep that level of performance up. I hope he can do it, but I, do, I just get the feeling that that's an area we're looking to strengthen um, from a defensive point of view, rather than. Mm. You know, from what he offers going forward but the, the issue of Spironi we talked about last week and I think again it was Joe who made a fantastic point about the fact that it's not really you don't really look at Spironi and about the fact that we have to um, replace him um, sorry Joe is going now bye Joe um, <laughs> see you guys <laughs> see thanks for it oh, yeah, I've got to go happy yeah, Christmas to everyone cheers Joe cheers fellas cheers. good night good night yes bye um, point I was yeah making about Speroni is it's not so much that you look at him and say got to replace him. It's more that you have to look at our standings for him and say are they good enough for the Premier League? You know, do do you want Lewis Price in goal? Do you want Neil Alexander in goal in a Premier League club? Because and then you look you know a little bit further into the future and you know Jules is thirty four. Um, you know, last year of his contract and you start thinking well if we're going to plan if we're going to be a proper Premiership club and plan ahead. Then we've got to go and get another keeper. And then you think, well, what's the point in signing a keeper that's worse than Jules? And those oh, are the sort of que- yeah. they're the, they're tough questions and the tough but, things that you have to do. Jules is fantastic. I don't want I don't want him out of the team. I think some of the saves he's produced this season have been absolutely out of this he world. He was amazing yesterday. He was fantastic. Yeah, yeah that free kick they had, and he just he it switched, and he you know that brilliant palm off with his left hand. He's thirty four. He's a goalkeeper. Mm. Brad Fiedel still playing. He's what forty yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely, and and although you know not all keepers have that kind of longevity, I yeah. think Jules certainly has got it in him to to play a fair few year, more years yet. But again, like I say, if you take the sentiment out of it, I I can see why someone in Tony Pulis' position will come in and, and say that's an area he wants to look at. Um, so we've just got to, you know that's that's why he's got he's there he's got to make yeah. those decisions. That's we have to accept that. Absolutely. Um, a few more bits and pieces. Got an email in from Richard Venn. It says, um, again, he's, he's funny enough, he's going on to exactly what you're talking about in terms of needing a goal scorer. 
and he's pointed at uh, Sully Kaikai, who's had an absolutely fantastic time uh, playing for the under twenty ones. He scored something like eight eight in in eight consecutive games or something ridiculous like that. Uh, free kicks in most of them, um, absolutely on fire. Uh, made us made the squad against Norwich. Um, got I think it's coming to a time where you've got to say there's got to be a, a you got to play him. You know, when, when someone's in that level of form, got to, you've got to give them a chance. It's more about what it says to the to the rest of the squad, the academy squad, and the young players coming through, uh, than it is just about rewarding him for his you know his displays, which on its own you know. He, he, so again, Richard couldn't agree more with your email. Absolutely couldn't agree more. It got to give him a chance, and maybe Villa's the time to do that. You know, we're talking about Dwight Gale coming in, and they talk about you know the fact that Chamak suspended. And, Maybe Sully Kai, Kai, that's the top chance for him. Stick him in at the start. Villa won't know what to do with him. Get a free kick in and around the box, and he's smashing him in. So, you know, take a risk. What we've got to lose? Uh, a few emails and, uh, sorry, emails, tweets and stuff, Ben? Yeah, i got a few just to finish off and kind of round everything up. Phil Morgan's got in touch. He said he thinks we're going to draw one all at Villa and lose 4 0 at City. He says, beat Norwich. Beat Norwich in that 17 points going into the transfer window. He'd be happy with that. Palace yeah. tweet has said, City game, we've just got to defend for our lives. Park the bus like Chelsea did against Barca and aim for a 0-0, which would feel like a win. And then the last one from me tonight, we've uh, got a message in. It says, Shamak has stepped up to Premier League level and Jerome hasn't as much. Shamak needs strength around him who can finish. Williams on form is a new signing on his own. Can add creativity and create chances. Add Zaha and a couple more and we have a Premier League club. And that's in from Aragon Hall. So thank you very much, Aragon, for that. Yeah. Uh, just pick up uh, J Dog on the BBS on our thread there. Uh, said he agrees with me regarding Zaha. If we're playing counter-attacking football, which is what we're doing, it's kind of what we were doing last season. He's got the crowd with him, no issues understanding the club. Be a boost of his confidence, he'll get game time. If he went somewhere else, it's just another player. Uh, also, if tracking back at an issue is United, who better than Pulis to correct this? What's not to like? Totally agree, mate. Absolutely bang on there, in my view. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for us today. Um, thanks for sticking with us. It was a it's a strange old show, mainly due to the amount of alcohol I've consumed. Um, yeah, I think I've relatively sort of coped, other than having to run away for a brief period of time. Oh dear, I'll listen back to that in the podcast and find out what you guys got up to. Interesting. You probably would. You don't, probably don't want to. No, maybe not. Anyway, that is the end of the show today. Thanks to all of you who've listened in live. Um, those of you listening to the podcast and especially everyone who has contributed to the show. Um, if you are just listening to the podcast, you should listen live. You can talk to us and all that sort of stuff, you know. Uh, probably don't ring in live and ask about listening to us on a BlackBerry when we're in the middle of the show. We don't do that. But <laughs> other than that, uh, you know, it's good, it's good to get live interaction. Um, you can always get in touch when we're off air, though. It's uh, email to radio at homestyle.net. We may use it to help shape next week's show. Uh, we're back live next Sunday at 8pm. Jell is standing in as a host once more as I take a well-earned break. So look forward to the unacceptable levels of swearing and some dodgy puns. Anyway, for now, goodbye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.